Welcome to Intro to Wakandan Studies, or as I like to call it, The Road to Wakanda. This is a carefree black nerd classroom in which The Road to Wakanda is intended to introduce students to the content and contours of Wakandan studies, including its genealogy, development, and future challenges. I am your professor, Rain Coleman, and in this session, we will be studying again Black Panther, A Nation Under Our Feet. This is the Ta-Nehisi Coates and Brian Stelfreeze run of Black Panther beginning in 2016. Uh, however, for this issue, this will be a two-part as well. Um, a Sword for Lions and the Decline of Wakanda. This will also be a two-part session where I will have special guest professor go over a few issues from this run. We will be going over issues four through six with a bit of seven and some mixed in there as well. So please bear with me. Now, for those of you studying abroad and at home, be sure to use the hashtag RTWPod when listening to this session as live tweeting will be 50% of your grade. Now, please turn to chapter 12 of your intro to Wakandan studies text for information on our beloved a nation under our feet. And uh, we have a very special guest with us today. Marcus, you want to go ahead and uh, let the class know who you are. <laughs> All right, cool, cool. Hey, um, what is up, everyone? This is Marcus Kwame. Uh, you know, I'm, you see me around the Internet. I'm an artist and a podcaster host, uh, you know, so I do my thing. And I'm a big Black Panther fan, so I'm very happy to uh, to be be discussing. Yes, and of course, all your uh, credentials will be in the show notes and links and all that good stuff. Um, starting off, now I went ahead and got the uh, Black Panther individually. I got the uh, individual issues as they came out, but yeah, I decided me too. to go and get the the first volume, the first 12 issues. So I'm operating from the sort of mini omnibus, I guess it is, as opposed mm. to individual issues or trade. How did you... Uh, collect this issue was it just the single issues yeah so that's the thing um it I'm, I'm glad that we did this because i had initially got them in single issue forms and you know i enjoyed uh, i've enjoyed coach's run mm -hmm. but i definitely think that reading it as like a big body as opposed to like you know reading an issue mm -hmm. and then waiting you know 30 days just because it, you know it's it's dense and yeah. there's a lot in there and I feel like just, you know, reading the issues one after another, really, it, flow, it flows better that way. Right, right, right. It's the same, the same. I know in the last uh, class, however, we had discussed when, I f when Black Panther first, when this run first started, I believe in 2016, I was listening to a bunch of different podcasts and there were a few. Um, and I, I don't, I mean to bring it, but I don't mean to really bring race into it. But there were two of the comic book podcasts I was listening to that were majority white. And their issue mm. was that they felt like Coates was um, kind of slow to tell the story, that it was a good story that they were going to stick around for, but they felt like it was really slow. And then on the flip mm -hmm. side, I would listen to a lot of um, kind of more urban people of color whatnot, and I was getting an opposite as a consistent, like overall, an opposite reaction. Like, no, this is a good story. So uh, that being said, did you think that his run began slower? Like he wasn't in his groove yet as a comic book art author? Yeah, you know, it's funny. Um, So, yeah, it's a good question. So what I would say is my initial reaction was that it was 
decidedly like slower than the other um black panther series that i've read in the past like the um you know definitely like like my my all-time favorite is still um it's still a uh, Christopher Priest's run, mm-hmm. um, but I, I do I do really love Coates' run. I was initially um, I don't know what I expected, but it it was very different than what I expected. And yeah. I think that was because I was so accustomed to Coates and even Reginald Hudlin's run. Um, but I do appreciate how thoughtful it is, and um, I think you know I, I it definitely was slower than I'd expected. But what what I would say is that. Um, I got I definitely got used to it mm-hmm. to to the pace of it and it's funny cuz like I after I got a few issues in I was like you know I don't necessarily think that it's slow so much as it's a very it, it's it's like the the angle of Wakanda that he's he wants to look at is it's a very he takes a very thoughtful approach to it right. is what I would say okay you know yeah so. that's um that's kind of the way it's okay coming into this code because although Black Panther is a very noticeable figure and he's someone I was aware of, because I grew up with uh, Generation X and X-Men and mutants being my key go-to books and characters, my knowledge of him um, or my awareness of him became more important, significantly more important once he married Storm. After right. that, I still kind of hung back. Uh, in the sense that I wasn't actively looking for Black Panther. I was, you know, looking at mutants, of course. And now I will say that this run, uh, Ta-Nehisi Coast run, is my intro to Black Panther um, proper, I guess. Like, I know mm-hmm. about him in Fantastic Four. I even own a few uh, trays and omnibus, omnibuy, omnibus, omnibuy, <laughs> of, <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> of different runs. But I have to say that this run is the one that I... Uh, I will always be like my first uh, Black Panther run officially and I'm enjoying it and I don't know if it's because um, I don't want to say it's because I'm rooting for everybody black but I felt <laughs> sorry like, sorry to say that but no, sorry. <laughs> right right, um, right. I felt like it, it was it was um, I appreciated the um, the angle that he took with this character because much like I've seen the praises of Batman White Knight being that it is a book that switches the roles mm-hmm. or at the very least looks at Batman in a very real world lens. I feel like right. that's what he was doing with Black Panther and being able to show that no matter how great T'Challa has been in all of these Avengers books and all of these mm-hmm. Ultimate books and all of these Black Panther runs, essentially if this was a actual real place physically we could visit, he would right. be not that great of a king. And that angle, it, that that's what sucked me in. So no matter how slow or quick the pace is, I was like, I was in it from the first one. So I think I'm right. a little biased when it comes. No, no, I, you know, I mean, I, I really like hearing your perspective because it's like, you know, I mean, I, I think I'm a few years older than you, and mm-hmm. so I got into Black Panther in the '80s, and yeah. like, um, you know, we had there. Granted, they were like, you know, spread out. It wasn't like there was a consistent Black Panther series in the 80s, but there would be like mini series here and there. Mm-hmm. And like, when I first got it, I was like, yo, what is this? Like, I, you know, because mm-hmm. it's funny because we didn't have, obviously, I, I was a kid, number one, and like, we didn't have the same uh, discourse about representation. I knew I wanted it, though. It was like every cartoon I would watch or, or comic I would watch, you know, when a Black Pan- Black character popped up, I was like all about it. But like Black Panther in particular, I just really dug him, and he he is. It's funny you just mentioned Batman because like I was I'm, I'm a big Batman fan, but like Black Panther 
you know, is as dope or doper than Batman. Yes, yes. And um, like honestly, I think that like head to head, head to head, he's he's uh, he tops Batman. True. But but it's like um, you know, so yeah, I was coming in with a slightly dis- different perspective, just having you know a history of some of these other runs of Black Panther to mm-hmm. compare it to. And I think you bring up a really good point of um the the fact that like coach is really tackling like all right like what would the ramifications be at home you know when the, when black panther is all over the world operating as a hero mm-hmm. um and I, we'll, we'll get into it later but there was um you know there's definitely a lot of times when when the various characters throughout the book like re- reference um his absence and yes. the impact that you know and that it's a it's an ever-present theme and i, I think that it's really dope um so yeah yeah long story short like i i i appreciate and i'm interested in hearing your perspective as someone where this is the first run mm-hmm. you know on black panther right right yeah i um and then another thing that i did deliberately and i don't know if this was me as a podcaster or a fan thinking so far ahead in the future but i was right. like okay i'm gonna get this run and you know life got in the way and i kind of got away from reading comics where at one a couple months in time i was just collecting them and I deliberately did not read mm. Black Panther. Like, I read the first three issues when they first came out. And I was like, you know what? If I'm going to attack this or address this, I want it to be fresh and new once I actually sit down to record. So, us going over issues four, five, and six, I have only read up to six um, deliberately okay. so that this can be, like, fresh and new. And um, that being said, getting into the story... Uh, and this is going a little further ahead, but Shuri, her journey mm-hmm. is fragmented. Well, not fragmented. With me having only read the first six at this point, I feel like I am craving more of Shuri, where I'm getting all of this Wakanda and Black Panther and Queen Mother right. and whatnot. But for I haven't got to her climax. I'm still in the beginning phases of her story, so I don't... I, I, know, I just I guess wanted to throw that out there that reading it in this way, mm-hmm. knowing that the movie is coming right down the pipeline, it's like I am right. anticipating getting to her. It, yeah. So anywho, uh, well, well, yo, um, keep keep reading because like they she they they definitely delve into Shuri more and and like she she comes back because yeah like at the point where these these issues that we're gonna be speaking about like. She's in a in the spiritual world right now, so she, you know, you don't get that real world interaction mm-hmm. with her. But, but I'm not to spoil anything. But right, you, you'll right, definitely right. get more Shuri. Soon. <laughs> okay, okay. So, um, getting right into the fourth issue, I guess. Do you have any initial thoughts or anything that reading back through it, or maybe something from when you first read it, coming right off of um, uh, T- now? Do you pronounce the uh, the guy's name as Titu or? Tatu or like how do you because I was that is a good question. I think in my head, I think I, I read it as as, as Tatu, mm-hmm. but I, I could be wrong. Um Okay. But okay. well, we'll go with Tatu because I, I was just yeah, that a lot of these names now Zinzi, I feel like that's probably pretty straightforward. Zinzi. But yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, Tatu, we're coming right off of um this amazing ass character, uh, although he mm-hmm. is I guess quote unquote the villain. Uh, right. I very much have I've sided with him and Zinzi in a number of ways, but we're coming right. off of Black Panther's. I don't want to say attack because kind of oh, the situation in the woods where mm-hmm. he knocked out Zinzi, uh, 
Take Two, you know, picked her up, kind of whooped their ass in a male um, poison ivy sort of way. And right. um, Ayo and Anika uh, overcoming or defeating the white gorilla. And, you know, here we are now at, um, and what is this? More like a, a Royal Guard meeting or a, a Illuminati style? Yeah, it's kind of like his, his Royal Council, you know? Yeah, like, yeah. Okay. Which there's that they've definitely depicted in the in the past runs, but yeah, this is like his his modern day mm-hmm. you know royal council. Okay, okay. Well, that's something good too because I I could tell again being this my my first run, reading through this a lot of things I deliberately didn't look up because again I want to be fresh to this, but it, a lot of stuff yeah. felt very old. Like um, I know for sure Zinzi and Tatu are new characters created by uh, Stealth Freeze right. and Coats, but. When it came to like this with the White Panthers, um, some of the I think that they'll pop up as we go through it. I can't remember right off the top of my head, but a lot of stuff felt as if it was actual history that either was fleshed out more by Coates or um, he took a lot of care to make sure he included in this uh, in these stories. Does that is that pretty hey. accurate? I think. Well, uh, can you can you repeat that? I, I'm sorry, I lost you for a minute. Oh, no, okay. uh, like last thing I heard was I think when you said you were mentioning that uh, that uh, Zenzi and Tetu were new characters. Yeah, no. Uh, so a lot of the story feels as if um, Coates has taken and fleshed out things that may have been mentioned in prior runs, or has taken yes. the care to make sure he included things, no matter how big or small, kind of to bridge this run. With all of the rest, I feel like I can read this yeah, and not yeah. read those and still have a good story. But I feel like for someone who has read the past runs, a lot of stuff probably is popping up that, um, I guess any other or any less, oh, I want to say lesser, any other um, author may not have taken as much care to include. Is that about right? Yeah, I, I, w- I would definitely say that. And I know just even from having heard interviews with him, mm-hmm. like he's definitely not a writer that came into this without history. You know what I mean? Like he, he, he definitely is like a, a comic book head, grew up a comic book head, but specifically like, you know, knows black Panthers history. So yeah, yeah, definitely. He took care to um, reference a lot of things. Like for instance, like Killmonger, um, who's going to figure into the film mm-hmm. very heavily, um, is not alive. Although it's comic books. So I'm sure, I'm sure he'll be alive. <laughs> right, soon. right, right. But, uh, like he's not alive at the time of these issues that we're speaking about. But they, you know, they definitely reference him and even like some of the the effects of, um, you know, his actions in the past. So yeah, like they, yeah, there's definitely a lot of, of referencing of right, of right. Panther history. Okay, well, shit, uh, butterfly effect or cause and effect or whatever. Being Zinzi yeah. herself was, uh, what a captive of Killmonger in this run. So right, you know, right. and so yeah. So, uh, getting into this meeting, I thought it was very um, interesting. And I, again, I'm comparing this to Game of Thrones because that's the only thing, the only property I can think of now that's not in comic book form that not necessarily mimics, but has the same stakes as right. Black Panther. And I don't know if maybe you have anything else in mind, but it feels very much like a Game of Thrones feeling book in the sense that you have this royal heaviness right and this it, that's what this whole first scene gave me is a more modern yeah, yeah, polished yeah. version yeah. yeah i think i think that's a good comparison yeah definitely good deal uh 
That being said, this guy, I don't know who this is. I don't know if maybe you do. The one in the the black, like, robe with this gold. Oh, this, Ho- the one who Hodari? Does, who? Hodari, right? Is yeah. that what you're talking no, about? No, 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 not him. That's the uh, homeboy who's speaking. He, okay. <laughs> who <laughs> is telling it like it is. No, the one sitting down. Um, is he something from the past? Is he a representation of me? Because I see the, the soldiers who wear the, like, loincloths with the... Oh, shawl. yeah. Like, is he, like, a, a general or something, or what is... I believe so, yeah. Like, I think he's part of their military force. So, like, the, the dudes in the white are the, the dogs of the of war. Yes. Um, And they are, too. I'm forgetting offhand, like, exactly what, what their specific name is. But, yeah, yeah I, I think he is. He's, like, a military dude. Okay, okay. Good deal, good deal. So, um, again, we're getting this... um. It, this is another thing I like. We're only on issue four, and mm. we are referencing issue one like crazy. Like this whole meeting, really, yeah. no matter everything they're discussing is um, based off of the the Great Mound, the attack or the incident yeah. at the Great Mound, and that in itself is um, I don't know amazing because it doesn't feel forced. It doesn't feel like I have to squeeze this in for a six issue arc for trade paperback. It feels like right. he's taking his time with the story and making things last and be important. And that, the discussion of that just, I don't know. It kind of, um, I was going into it like, I felt like a kid again, like a little kid reading an X-Men book. It's like, damn, this is, you know, um, yeah. there wasn't a, uh, uh, I guess a box at the bottom that says see issue one. See, yeah, yeah, yeah. Else, but it very much felt like one of those, uh, the one of those situations uh, in the older comics from before. So, yeah, I think that's a really good point. I think um, like pretty much everything that happens matters. And like you, you referenced like stakes before, and I, I think that that's we definitely see that. And even um, as far as like like what you mentioned about like Zenzi, which we'll get to that. Mm-hmm. But um, th- what I like is uh, you know issue issue one. Uh, you know Zenzi's there and. And the things happen, you know, as far as like her her control over the people and the violence that happens based on it. But like at this point, you know, Coates does a really good job of making everybody's motivations more complicated. And you you reference it. You reference like the fact that you kind of side with them or, or see their point mm-hmm. of view. Mm-hmm. And like so I, I think that's like so much real dope. So like going back to what you were saying, like it definitely references issue one, but um each each uh, issue that going forward, it like really adds layers to these characters, how they interact, the point of view, and you know, it's way more complex than just good and bad. Yes, yes, yes. He's done a damn good job with that. Um, and I guess a quick <laughs> another side note: Do you did you notice, or I, I would imagine so, that um, Zinzi and other characters are classified as metahumans as opposed to mutants and as opposed to um well as one as opposed to mutants and then two with metahumans being the distinction for dc characters who are super powered is that um hmm. i was wondering like cause i don't i don't think i've ever read any other marvel property where someone was listed as a metahuman like explicitly in text and in like a wikipedia breakdown um that's a really good point i, I think I feel like I've, I've I've seen Marvel use it. But they definitely use it far less. Like yeah, like DC definitely, you know, refers to people specifically as metahumans. But um, okay, okay. 
but yeah. Because, uh, just just curious about that because again, I know it's it's usually always Marvel versus DC when it comes down to certain conversations. So for that right. to even be included, I was like, okay, I, I'm sure they probably don't own that word, but hell, that's like hearing mutant pop up in a Batman book or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, so this royal court uh, or or uh, what you call it? I think, yeah, I think that's what or royal council, okay, royal yeah, court. Royal you know what's good, yeah. I really enjoy um, Hadari and yeah. his, well, one, his little iPad from his wrist that everyone seems to own. <laughs> but I really right. enjoyed him leading this kind of meeting or discussion and um, I guess hearing from someone else other than T'Challa or Queen Mother. But um, I I want to see more of him. We're only I've only gotten to six, so I'm sure there may be something else down the line. Is this a character who has been in Black Panther comics, or is this a new creation? Or are you aware? Of no, him? I I want to say he he definitely has. Like I um I feel like I remember him from past runs. Um, I can't quite remember if it's if it's uh you know stealth uh, not stealth freeze if it's a uh, priest or or Hudlin, but I, yeah, he's been around though. Yes, yes, this guy, I'm, I'm feeling, I'm feeling him. Um, the one thing I find interesting about this run, and I don't know if it's, I don't want to call it lazy because that's not how I feel. That's just the first word that comes to mind. But the <laughs> fact that every single person, whenever there's an incident or something, there's video footage, and that either, huh. to me, feels like there has to, there has to be an explanation behind. I mean, well. Well, just, yeah, well, I mean, it, it's, so I have a theory on that. I have uh, a theory on that because, and when, when we get to, what is it? I feel like it's like issue five at the end of issue five. That that plays in heavily okay. to the, big, the okay. big twist at the end of issue five, which we'll get to later. Yeah. But I think that um, the, I think that lends to the complexity of the representation of, of um, you know, Black Panther as both a king and a hero. Yeah. You know, because in a sense, it's very Big Brother. You know the fact that like they they have footage of of everything everywhere. Okay. Um. You know, and I mean, it ends up backfiring on on yes. uh, at a certain point. <laughs> but but uh, yeah. Like I think um that and a few other things like as far as um it's interesting watching his reckoning with uh you know the idea of being challenged on him having being the king and having been there mm. and or not been there. Um, but I, but to me, the way I read it is that whole idea of them having video footage of like everything, um, just added to the complexity of the, some of the stuff where even though he's our hero and you know, he, he's a yeah. noble dude, there's still some stuff that's imperfect about, you know, or maybe like yeah. from a, from a ground level, from the people's perspective, yeah. it's kind of like, yo, that's kind of, that's kind of crazy. You got, you yes. got footage of me doing everything like all the time. And bringing that up, there's a moment when, let me see if I was too far ahead. Well, no, but there's a moment when they're walking amongst the people, T'Challa and Queen Mother. And mm. although the Golden City and Wakanda is beautiful, technologically advanced, clean, right. it still feels as if there is haves and have-nots there. Oh, yeah, yeah. Reading, um, and I don't know if I'm saying this man's name correctly, but Ch- Chagmire, who uh, was the professor who Tatu visited, um, right. You know, the last issue or the issue before, when they show the footage of him, um, even when he was in class and I looked at the 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 students, it still felt as if there was. And I don't know if it's because I've been conditioned to be like, 
you know, college equals good and, you know, dropping out of school equals bad. But it felt as if there were, uh, they were the highborns or the nobles or the elite of Wakanda. Yeah, like you could see the class distinctions. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that, and, and I think that's a really a credit to both Selfries and Coates because everyone yeah. in here is brown. Everyone looks like black people. So there's mm-hmm. not a, I'm a color this one a little lighter. And so maybe she's the more um, wealthier person versus, versus this one being a little bit darker. They all, respectively, they all look like black people. So to be able to, um, I guess, get that idea across through mm-hmm. text and color and art and right. everyone still look the same, that's really a credit to the, the project overall because it feels very divided just reading through this book. Yeah. And, you know, just one thing on that. Um, I think that that is one of the really distinctive things about what Coates and Stelfries are bringing to this particular take, because it's like, you know, like you mentioned, like Wakanda, the Golden City has always been this this great thing. Um, But like we're definitely getting like a ground uh, an on the ground perspective. You know what I'm saying? Like like you get to see more what it's like for the people and that the people of Wakanda aren't all one people. Mm. And, you know, it makes a lot of sense. And and it's, it's the cool thing is it's not like it, um, it, it, what do you call it? It does not get like contradicts the like past representations of right. Wakanda. If anything, it goes hand in hand. It's just yeah. more like the camera wasn't necessarily focused in mm-hmm. on the people and what it was like. Mm-hmm. And the fact that like, yeah, like, you know, even if it's like the, the, the most technologically advanced nation in the world, it's not going to free it from problems because it's still humans. You yeah. know what I mean? And like with human beings are, there's inherent problems that come with class and haves and have nots, et cetera. So yeah, I think, I think it's really interesting having this more complex look at it and and that goes back to like what we were talking about about you know pace or 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 if it's slow or not i Mm -hmm. think that um it's not necessarily slow so much as he's really taking the time to let us see a lot more of wakanda yes yes and like literally pulling the curtain back because when um tato and zinzi were speaking at the oh what is it nigandan border oh yeah Yeah, the nigandan yeah yeah that that revealed like him speaking so intimately with her, but then mm-hmm. opening this space up and revealing this like army that was ready to serve their cause. Right. And then even, I guess, moving a little further into the next part of the story where we have um, Io and Anika, I am, I'm so devastated that World of Wakanda did not continue. Yeah, man. I yeah. picked it up and I was like, okay, I don't know if, how I feel about this. I'm sure it's good. But reading through these first two issues of Black Panther, not even the first right. six, but the first two, and seeing all the shit that they're going through like right away, and mm-hmm. it's like a background story, but it's still just as important and just as, um, uh, what am I trying to say? Just as important, impactful. Uh, right. <laughs> it's... <laughs> Yeah. The story of a revolution <laughs> happening right before my eyes. Like, it's... Yeah, and, and you know what? It's it, absolutely... And, like, one thing that, that I think is really important about what you're talking about, especially in, like, issue two and three, and, and these issues, is motivation-wise, like, you totally see what yeah. Io and Anika's... Even when you don't agree with them, like, mm-hmm. you totally see their motivations because it's like, you know, Coates is saying, like, all right, like, even in this great nation... 
the idea of like you know like toxic masculinity yes. or or abuse of of women is not it, it's not exempt from that you yes. know what i mean and like that is the basis of their whole revolution mm-hmm. is the is the is the way they've been treated the way they see the women treated mm-hmm. you know by the men of this like you know great land yes and so i think i think again that's just the complexity you know what i mean like he's he's dealing with a lot of things i think representation wise that's really important because it's like you know, a lot of times this stories about about black people, about African people, kind of default to black men a yes. lot. And, you know, and I, I think that that was that was important that yeah, we see their point of view. Yeah, this is, and even in the way they're depicting, like physically, like I was mentioning before, um, and I've, I've said this countless times, it is common knowledge that women, white, black, Asian, uh, Chinese, whatever, like every women in comics are historically treated yes. shitty they have the most i don't know craziest costumes right right parts of your body that would never regardless <laughs> of how much power you have need to be shown and whatever right. else but looking at these midnight angel outfits or prototypes that they've stolen and now are leading the revolution in they mm. look very much like they look powerful. I mean, it's a little like fishnet yeah. style, whatever, but I'm thinking they're also in Africa. This looks very much like something a woman would wear and still kick right. your ass in. Like, Yeah, and it's not it's not like exploited, exploitative, you know what I mean? It's not like it, it's, uh, what's the word, objectifying them either. It's, it makes sense, like the, the outfits. Yeah, too. certainly. This, yeah. Um, now, I want to make sure uh, that I read this correctly, but this um, man that they delivered... The scene where they're um, coming in with the, the, the dead body of the, uh, isn't this the white gorilla's, is it his cousin or his brother? Who is this? With no uh, man carved into his chest? I think so, yeah. I think he's one. Because, yeah, if I remember correctly, at the end of issue three, you kind of saw them meeting up with the white gorilla, and you didn't necessarily know how it played out. But by right. the start of this issue, they've already kind of handled them. So... Which another thing is so great about this room because he it's very much a um, cinematic book in my opinion because this like you said I'm picturing it as it's playing out as a TV show and that being right. a perfect cliffhanger where I, now I'm jumping out my seat because I want to know did he overpower them or did you know was there more power in numbers like what right and the way that they're <laughs> dropping this man off at the doorstep <laughs> and kind of looking into one of these big brother cameras. Right. I, I, I don't know. Just I'm. I can't sing the praises of this book any more than yeah. I have. Yeah. But this revolution that they're taking, I like that we're getting this information, and everything is not spelled out beat by beat. Like they presented mm-hmm. the dead man's body. That he didn't go into detail showing you this how we carved his body up. This how we got rid of him. So right. when it comes to what did what did Hadari say? He said. uh these are not, this is not hooliganism. He said they are, are assembling communities, calling for elections, writing and enforcing laws. It's like this is happening in the background of T'Challa's like nervous breakdown. Right, this right. whole uprising of quote unquote new Wakanda. Like, right. Probably. Yeah. And, and even in speaking about it, um, I'm trying to find the line, but he, there's interesting. It was interesting because I think there was one part where where Hadari, uh, it might have been Hadari, was speaking about that and speaking about like um, the the chaos and the revolution mm-hmm. that's being caused. And T'Challa, 
at at certain points um speaks about it from a perspective of like almost understanding Mm -hmm. and then he does flip back and say like all right well you know but they're killing wakandans or you know what i'm saying like but 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 there are there are moments of understanding on his part too Mm -hmm. um at moments and obviously he's like got a war going on within himself but um but definitely it's not painted as though yo, this is crazy. Like, you know, (laughs) there's no merit to what they're thinking or asking for. Yeah. And that's the thing that, uh, that surprised me as well. And (laughs) I think it's a testament to Coles' writing that that surprised me because I was so deep into the book that, uh, I think the moment is when he was talking about Tatu meeting up with, uh, Chagmire. Uh, Mm. I don't know if that's one of the moments. I think is it, is it Shangmire or Shangmire? Okay. Yeah. I'm, yeah, I think you're either way. I know. <laughs> yeah, he said, uh, you know, he's like, well, this is the evidence we have. And he's like, you know, that is not enough. Um, I, I'm not sure if, if that is what you were referring to, but I know that was one of those points where I was like, okay, at the very least, he is smart enough to, I guess, kind of have a PR thing in his head. Like, you have to... Um, <laughs> Like, although there may be someone selling, I don't know, let's say weed on a corner, it's not enough right. to get them because you need to get the bigger fish. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, yeah. smart enough to know that pick your battles. You yeah, you know, yeah. I agree. And, and if you think about it, like T'Challa, like, um, so throughout this book, right, like his his adventures around the world as an, as an Avenger and just, you know, a, a Marvel hero. Mm-hmm it's seen as a detriment from the perspective of his people, but I think he also has a larger worldview. So, you know, even dealing with, um, look, dealing with the, being a part of the crew mm-hmm. where, where it's a team that's populated mostly by, by, you know, black Americans, mm-hmm. like, you know, even the idea of democracy as flawed as our, our democracy is yeah. in the mess we're in right now, yeah. whatever. But like that being said, like, you know, the idea of democracy, not necessarily the practice we have, like he might even have like a more, um, you know, complex uh, understanding of that just because he's seen the world like quite literally, mm-hmm. you know, there was one line I, I had um I had noted because I, I thought it was really dope. It was like um when when Ramonda, you know, his Black Panther's mother was speaking to him, mm-hmm. she said at one point, You feel the weight of the crown, but you, you have never felt the great honor of being king. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then she says, like, your people are a burden to you and you have never let them forget this. Yes. And like I thought that was really dope because it's like um, and that that's what Coates does throughout the run. It's like he's constantly, you know, coming back to this theme of like, all right, well, what is it to be a king? And what is it to be a king when yes. you're also simultaneously an Avenger, yes. you know? And um, like, I don't know, that that line said a lot. It also like really spoke to um, the, the, the poetry of 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 Coates's yes. uh you know dialogue and, and narration throughout this. Mm-hmm. It's like very poetic the way the way that he phrases like a lot of these things. Um so I don't know, I thought that was dope. And that if I remember correctly, I feel like that she said that line and then that kind of uh, was followed directly by the moment when they when he went to like literally be with the people mm-hmm. and then the you know the big event of, at the end of the issue happened. Yeah. Yeah, this is. I believe that is it. Yeah, and I, I noted that on the last um, I don't know, class that we had about the the way in which Ramonda and uh, and T'Challa 
exist in this mm. space where this is his mother, not yeah. biological, but it is his mother, and it's kind of his only family, Shuri not included. And they're mm. both royal. They're both in this space where there is no king, well, no original king, and there right. is this queen, but we're not bound by blood. But this same relationship, the way that they're speaking with each other, is very reminiscent of me and my mom, me and my aunts, mm. my cousins, and their you yeah. know, lives. Like, it's yeah. very familiar. Right. Yeah, I can definitely see that. Yeah, it, it is. It's, it's very natural. Um, and I always like that. Like, even going back to um, to past runs, you know, it was it was because a lot of stories. It's like, oh, you're not my real mom, <laughs> you know, and, right, and, right, right. and they clash or whatever. But like, no, it's very natural. Um, you know, the way they relate, and um, and there's a respect, even when there's disagreement. There's a there's a level of respect that's really, yeah, it feels familiar yes. in that way. And and I like in this run, it's very believable to me that she because the story is that she was his mother from what was it because his biological mother died at childbirth and so she and he was a child in my um, right. if i'm correct that like yeah. one two three years old when uh the queen mother came into the picture so although this isn't his biological mother she raised him he's aware enough to know that she was but it's just something in the way that the dialogue is between the two of them that feels very very familiar and i can't even put mm. my finger on what it is but it's like a bunch of different relationships and a bunch of different conversations that i've had or witnessed yeah that, yeah I, I, <laughs> I think it's just that now you know what i think it's just that natural thing it's like you know when you're growing up you know your your, your mom like you know she lays down the law she'll she'll be real with you but it's like you get to be an adult and then um like i know there's conversations I have with my mom now that, like, when I was a kid, you know, yeah. I just wouldn't have imagined that would have. But it's right. like it's it's just kind of kind of a natural progression, and I think that it really it really captures that. Yeah. Yes. Um, and then speaking of both of them, well, everyone, but those two looking like black people, and I I have to stress, I cannot stress how great yeah. Stale Freeze has done with. Yeah. Cause my uh, my grandfather was had a full gray beard, you know he had mm. a bald head. I have uncles and cousins who have thick locks, thin, you know, styled some unkept some. But in the way in which yeah. we're presenting these people, it's like I just doubt we would have gotten. Oh yeah. The detail, so. Yeah, elegantly. And... If this wasn't a, a like I, I just yeah. Yeah. No, this that's why that's why representation matters. I have creator wise too. Yeah, yes. absolutely. And you know, I'm glad you brought that up because um, you know, we mentioned like our our slightly different perspectives being that like I, I grew up reading Black Panther in the eighties mm -hmm. and and I loved the books that we had. Um yeah. but there is a thing and even beyond Black Panther, there's a thing where back in the day, um there was like there was like one tone you know for for black people yeah. like it was like one medium brown that like everybody had sometimes it looked like a greenish brown almost but like right. you know like it was a one brown the facial features were very similar because it was almost like the artist was like all right how do i draw a black person right right, and they, right. Might, they might they might have modeled it you know after one person and then there wasn't a lot of variation yeah. and you know for myself as an artist too i can definitely speak to this because I, I feel like i might notice some things that other people don't mm -hmm. and even like hair wise so i like Everything that you said, right, like mm -hmm. about the way that they took the care 
to really make these look like black people. Yeah. But what was really dope is that they there's a variety of like you know yes. black people. It's not just even like you know oh you know they really nailed drawing a a chisel jawed um you know black man that's like yes. six foot two and is a superhero. They they got like all different types of people in here. Yes, yes, because this. I'm just um, the scene at the. Uh, I'm gonna butcher all these names. Azaria, the learned city, when yeah, they yeah. Um, reach out to. Do you want to say his name? <laughs> uh, um, wait, Azaria. Shangamire, yeah, Shangamire. Well, yeah. yeah, you can tell that he is a hefty man. He right. he doesn't look like oh under his clothes he's this muscle bound you know six foot. He looks like an older man. He dresses like an older man, like well, how I would imagine in this um, this space because I've never been to Africa, I've never. Uh, but he very much fits in with the story, and he mm-hmm. again isn't a chiseled six foot two uh, right. superhero with muscles bulging everywhere. Like this is, <laughs> and he's on top yeah. of a ladder, like a library. Like this is <laughs> this yeah. scene, these few panels are done so well. Yeah, no, it's 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 amazing, and definitely you probably came across this too. But I know, um, you know, Coates spoke about how and wrote about how, um, they very intentionally made like all the royal people like very dark skinned, yeah, like on purpose. And like, yeah, yeah, I thought I thought that was really dope too. Yeah, that was another driving force behind. Well, as if I didn't have enough reason to purchase the series, but it's just, um. I'm just waiting for the day that I can just give this to my nieces and nephews and they actually read it. Like, oh, okay, this is cool. Even if you're not into <laughs> into yeah. comics, just the fact that they're like, okay, these people look like me. Like, homegirl who um, is with the queen mother. I don't know what this girl is. I don't know if she's a secretary, if she's an assistant, but, you know, she's noticeably lighter. And the, the use of color, like this first panel, mm-hmm. where homeboy, homeboy, uh, Shankermeyer is... At the top of the the bookshelf, this black. Oh yeah, yeah, I love that panel. Yeah. God, that and it's it's it's, it happens throughout the entire run, um, at least what I've seen so far. And I just love the way they use this black, Mm -hmm. dominating over just faces a lot. Like there's nothing, man. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, man, dope, dope. But um, and I also like this rope. This. Again, in comics, we'll get the Peter Parker, Mary Jane. We'll get the Storm, Black Panther. We'll get the Scott and Jean. But to mm-hmm. see this relationship where it may not be explicitly said, but it is clear that Queen Mother history. and Shankamar. Yes, there is. And that's now you having read Black Panther from before. Has any of this been addressed or is this one of those just amazing parts of this story that he's put in here that just happened to work so well? Because... You know that's a good question. Um, if if Shangomire has has been around prior to this run, I don't specifically remember him. That doesn't mean that he wasn't, but I don't remember him. You know, obviously I you know remember Ramonda from other runs, but I don't necessarily remember him as specifically. So I I love them just the way they look, their history, yeah. the way they talk to each other, and me being American, of course I um, I read this in American accents, but there is times where I read I'm like oh no this isn't there there's yeah. times where I'm just reading and I hear my voice and then there are other times where even before the movie had as much um I guess filled out like on social media and whatnot I would read this and mm. 
I have to force myself to read it in an accent, but I didn't want to have a stereotypical African accent. But right. I needed something to differentiate differentiate this from, I don't know, say Luke Cage. You know, right. the voices that I hear there, and just seeing these two Wakandans in there, ugh, this whole conversation. I just, if I could take it word from word and you know put it on a shirt or put it on a a, a, a mm. big ass frame, and like if I, this is sure. this was some amazing writing. This. No, definitely, definitely. And and yeah, and you know that, that I feel like there's a certain um historically like dialogue that you might have seen between between black characters. I don't know, I don't want to say limited, but it's like, you know, I my point is like this conversation, you know, is not something that I've seen very often in comics, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. It's like you got these this this um you know, royal woman and you've got this, you know, father figure um just like highly educated mm-hmm. you know revolutionary minded you know man and and like just just the, yeah just the 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 complexity of their of their conversation their the way they grapple it's almost like uh like verbally sparring to yes. um but not not in a not in a violent way but kind of more like intellectually like you know yes yes and so yeah i, I don't know man it's it's uh yeah no it's it's, it's some special stuff and bringing in their age as well, like the fact that these are, this is a man and a woman of a certain age. They are well. That's at least true. Yeah, yeah. Fifties, late fifties, like these are. Yeah. They uh, they uh, they present as adults, like grown yeah, people, yeah. with this. Because even when I like look at X Men books and whatnot, and you get a Moral McTaggart and uh, Charles Xavier, they're always presented they're l- younger, like their yeah, love yeah. or their sex or anything that involves them. Um, it's always rebooted. Reboot this. This line. absolutely. They're like yeah. perpetually somewhere between between twenty five and thirty thirty four or something. Yes. You know what I mean? Like they're like right in that window, twenty thirty window that, forever. That's, that's annoying to me because right. like, there's no progression there. I mean, I I don't know. Going off on a little tangent, I guess it's fine. But when you get something like, and the only thing, the first thing that comes to mind is Strangers in Paradise, which. Mm. Oh yeah, continued yeah. Oh, like that. Well, Open Rockets does that too very well. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Okay, okay. I have to go in and add that to my list too. Thanks, Mark. Oh, definitely, definitely. But we'll, that's a whole other conversation. But yes, you you got to read. It too. If you <laughs> okay. if you like Strangers in Paradise, mm-hmm. you definitely will, will dig Love is Love and Rockets. Love and Rockets. All right, let me put that down. All right, Clash. I heard that Love and Rockets. No, yeah. but just that you have these characters, and I get it. I get the rebooting. I get you know attracting yeah. newer readers. But there's something about. I'm hoping and praying to God, Buddha, Queen Mother, everybody, that this run continues on and it can survive the reboots. Because I'm sure we're going to have another one towards the end of this year or once, you know, we get the the movies for Marvel, Disney movies later on down the line. I'm sure we'll get another reboot and I'm just... Or soft I, I, I hope I hope not because I know there's a new. I, I actually just picked it up at the store. It was in my box, but I, I didn't get to read it. But you know, there's the the new Coach series. Oh, wait, um, wait, 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 what is that? What? Uh, I'd have to go into the room to grab it. I forget what it's called. It's it's like Black Panther something. Just uh, it's it's out now though. Okay, definitely, okay. definitely peep it out. I got it. I got it. Um, you know, sitting on my shelf. I just haven't gotten to read it yet. Okay. So it seems like they're sticking with him, man. Because like you know, Marvel's been dropping. Dropping yes. books left and right, but that, that this is one series that has not, um, has not, it doesn't show 
any signs of stopping or being rebooted. So okay. I'm hoping they, they well, stick with this. Because Generation X, Luke Cage, America Chavez, Iceman are dead. Um, as far yeah. as I'm, and that's I don't know. I the Luke Cage one surprised me. I don't know because because that I mean again, you know, David Walker is killing it, and like I I really was enjoying that run, and I I don't know. I, I guess I didn't. I wasn't paying attention to what other people. I was buying it, but I didn't know right, right, right. That it wasn't selling, so it was. Yeah. I don't know. I um, yeah, I don't know, but I guess getting to yeah. hoping that. I'm hoping that this goes on because I would love to see what five years down the line, what happens. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't, I feel like, and I don't know because again, this is my first Black Panther run, but I don't know if five years from now, if Black Panther will be interfered with or messed around with like the rest of the Marvel titles. Whereas like, is this able to exist on its own regardless to what happens? Because this is a very contained story. I mean, Tony yeah. uh, Tony Stark pops up here, uh, manifold there, but it's very much in its own pocket, like so. Yeah, yeah. So if you know, go ahead. Oh no, I was gonna say I, I maybe it's just me being optimistic, but I have faith that um that it will mm-hmm. because number one, like um, and I, I I even gotta give credit to some of the other Marvel writers like like leading up to this um, as much as I'm not crazy about some of the choices mm-hmm. that happened in like the big events like um, Avengers versus X Men yeah. when Wakanda got flooded as as much you know but like a lot of the writers like um, really recognized like Black Panther's importance in the larger Marvel world yeah and they you know like even like yeah like with the Illuminati and the and the fact that um yeah. I mean look like civil uh. Well, not uh, Secret Wars too. Just with um, you know, basically saving the universe or reshaping mm-hmm. it. Like Black Panther was, was like all up in that. Like you know, and and like they've definitely positioned him as one of the the most brilliant minds of the Marvel universe, mm-hmm. and like you know, like the most powerful people. So, I I think I think that like his place has been established. And like, yo, once this movie hits, Love. I think it's only going to it's oh. only going to be like you know. Yes. Yes. Even more so. So, like, yeah, I think, I don't know, man. I think he's got his spot, you know. I'm hoping. And, I'm hoping. And, I'm, you know, I'm going to be deliberate with my optimism as well. I'm going to be more optimistic. Because it's, yeah, out of all the cuts that have been made, it, Black Panther hasn't been touched. So this should, this is something to be excited for. Um, I'm just, I'm, I'm hoping that if somebody dies in this run, they're able to stay dead mm. or come back with purpose. Because I remember... Oh, I forget who said it, but when the when Jean Grey died the very first time in the original X Men, mm-hmm. oh, who was that? I know it wasn't Stan Lee, but one of the writers said that they did not want her to come back from the dead unless you can explain. Right. It, was it Chris Claremont? It might have been. It was. I want to say yeah. it was. That was so long ago, but that stuck out to me because it was like, yes, that makes sense. If don't just bring her back from the dead just because she was popular. Give me an actual. Reason, so I'm hoping that the things that happen in this book have lasting effects yeah. well throughout. You know, I want it to be like, oh, we on Black Panther, you know, 167. You got to get issue four to know about, you know, like I want it right. to feel like the comics from when I was a kid. Like, because I was. Yeah, yeah. that's that's a good point. I think I think the cool thing is as much as this run feels very different He's referencing all types of Black Panther history, so mm-hmm. he's keeping the continuity alive, good, you know, good, to good. those other books. So I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm hoping that they, 
they do that. It's funny because um, even the the way you compared like the way that a strangers in paradise um book or or love and rockets or whatever has the free they have the freedom to allow their characters to progress because you know they're independent Mm -hmm. and it's like they're they're characters as opposed to just being properties and like you know with the whole idea of them being properties it's like well no we we got to keep them forever you know 28 because um you know the how are kids going to relate to them which is crazy because it's like you know it I think if you write a good story, mm-hmm. people are going to relate to the characters. It, it, yeah. So. It, it, that being said, I um, I raved before about how excited I was that Tatu and Zinzi were new characters because now they exist in this world. And who's to say Black Panther 2 does not feature them prominently? That. Oh, yeah. yeah. The, the way that Tatu uses the. It, when I saw him initially, I read through it. I was like, okay, the first three issues were good. But once he actually used his, his ability, it fucked me up because it was so subtle initially. Yeah. And it was like a buildup of how powerful he actually is and how we have not yet even seen how much he's able to do. Yeah. Thing, this man got to be, what, six feet, maybe 170 pounds, maybe. Right. And he, like... This strong ass character, man. Yeah, I think it was in one of the early issues. It might have been when, when they first introduced him, uh, maybe two or three, and like they started out again with the the, the kind of poetic uh, prose that that um, Coase uses. Mm-hmm. But you know, he, he was speaking. You, you see him visually, um, and there's this like uh, kind of anecdote about a um, the, a, tree. a tree, and you yeah. know, and the, and the tree interacting with the flesh and everything. Mm-hmm. Um, and then they like bookended that issue, you know, at the beginning of him. And then there was like a, a man and his daughter and they, mm-hmm. they like, like bowed to him. And then at the end of the issue, it's like, you know, they get this rain on this like drought, you know, it's the same man and the daughter. So yeah. I don't know. It was, it was really cool. Even that, because I think at that point he didn't really use his powers too much. And, you know, you yeah. got that the tree thing was a metaphor for him. But like, you know, yeah. When you start seeing him like bust out like the tree limbs that stab yes. people and stuff. Yes, because even yeah, in right. that um, issue in that space that you uh, you're referencing, when he was doing his and I'll just say yoga for lack of a better term, it right. very much looked like a rain dance. It I still didn't take him for being supernatural. I took him for he can do this dance or he has these spices or anything stereotypical to um, people who are attuned with nature. So when he actually mm-hmm. bust out those, that white paint in those. Right. Oh yeah. That was an ill moment. Yeah. That, yeah, that was, I don't know, even moving into his backstory, uh, while he's explaining or, um, what do you call it? Kind of trying to recruit Io and Anika to be, mm-hmm. uh, soldiers or partners, his little backstory. It's so for as much of, as he is a villain, he's very much, um, for the people, everything he's doing seems to genuinely be for the people. Like he, it, he's been killing from day one. Right, <laughs> like right. He's been doing it for the people, but he like that. Man, I I love this character, man. I'm very much a fan. I am. Yeah, yeah, no, and and, and you know, it, like I said, it goes back to the the fact that it's not just like a mustache twirling villain. Yeah, that's you know, like I'm I'm gonna be bad just because I I want to be bad. Like you yes, know, there's yes, there's, yes. there's more to it, you know. 
and even with um well when it comes to where are they what did it say i don't know in this i guess treehouse but he's um he's very smart too he's very knowledgeable he had the conversation with um Shangemeyer where you know i was a former student and now he's mm. sitting talking with io and anika who i have to say i'm impressed that they have even in their revolution kind of appointed their own queen mother being that old mm -hmm. lady from the other issue yes um, yes yeah. i'm like i don't that just seeing her that i was like why is she there and i'm like okay i i get it but um he you know referencing storm and uh monica rambeau and he's like you know right we we have something here he's very much a um not an idealist he is or maybe that is the word he's very um passionate Craig. about his cause and yeah. he's very much for the people and he is i don't know what to compare him to if i can compare him to anything but he is very much um i don't know i don't know what to call it he's passionate it's all i right, can right. fall on but knowledgeable and passionate because yeah, he's like a pragmatist too. Like in in the sense that he, well, I don't know if that. Yeah, I guess you could say that. Like, like you know, he. I think he knows the ends that he wants to achieve, mm -hmm. and and um, like he's very much like about it. And yeah, the like right and wrong because there is a little bit of contradiction in him, even though you can see like the motivation and see that like you know maybe he's working for a more people oriented Wakanda. Mm -hmm. Um. You know, like he's he's killing Wakandans in the process. You yes, know, he's definitely yes. he's definitely breaking a lot of eggs to make an omelet. Yeah, this is true. But I really like the um the the what is it? Anika says um, what she say? We now we um we share kind words and a common enemy, but that is not yeah. enough. And that yeah. took me out. Cause I'm like shit. Like I I just thought they were gonna be like okay, we're gonna team up and take care of this nigga. But he she was like. <laughs> No, nah, brother, it ain't that easy. Like you, right, right. <laughs> that um, that was pretty refreshing. And this scene, this next scene, the one you were uh, speaking of with T'Challa and Queen Mother on a diving board, like thousands yeah, that was of miles crazy. above the city. I, I, it's a book, and it had me like. Yeah, I was uneasy. I was, I was like, yo, you don't, you don't got to stand on the edge, bro. Right, like that. That is unnecessary. But it um it very much gave me that Batman feel, and not that I felt like yeah. Coast or Stelfreeze is um copying Batman. I think it's more or less like not copying. It's very um it evokes Batman. Yeah, like. yeah, I'll say that, and that's just because I have history with Batman. But that overlooking Wakanda, the Golden City, yeah, this diving yeah. board while just casually eating brunch. <laughs> bro, <Yep. laughs> what it's. What is going oh, on? Yeah. yeah. This um let's see, and she lets him know that you what uh, what did you say? She uh, Oh oh the um about like you know him him being oh oh the fact that like like he always kinda took on the burden yeah, yeah. of being king, but not necessarily like, you know, the honor of being a king. Yes. And this scene is what what again gave me a very Game of Thrones feel. I don't know what season. I want to say it was the second or third but when the three was it Game of Thrones, when the three women went into the yes, it was because it was um Joffrey's like supposed to be queen or whatever, and they oh, went yeah. into the Sasa? streets. Yeah. Oh no yeah. no no! What's what's homegirl with the big doe eyes? Um, shit! I'm are you talking? Are you talking about Sansa? 
No, 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 or, not her. It was the other chick, um, the one who had the grandma who like talked shit to everybody. Damn. Oh, uh, okay. I'm 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 far behind on Game of Thrones. Oh, okay. I well, still got still got to catch up. So you probably <laughs> never see mind. More. Let me not spoil. But it very much gave me that because it was a scene in which they went down into the streets with the people, dirty and all. You got these royal garments, gold and diamonds and shit. But you are in oh. an orphanage with everybody else, just sitting here, being filthy, but speaking to these people like letting them know, no, you matter. And that's this whole scene was. There was very few words on this page. There was a mm-hmm. lot of action and like three boxes of text. And that, man, just seeing all these black people, that, bro. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, man. <laughs> um, Vincy's resurrection. Now, I didn't know she died. Did Did she, though? Or was he? Because I, I, I almost, I, I read it more like he was replenishing her more than she. Okay. Bring her back to life. Okay, okay, I can see that then. Because I was like, yeah, I don't... I felt like he just knocked her out in the last issue. Now we're here and she's hovering and, you know, stiff as a nail, light as a feather or light as a board or whatever. Doing yeah, I feel like they would have treated it with more... Especially with T'Challa. You know, because T'Challa, it's not that he won't kill, but he, yeah. he doesn't... He's not like somebody that's just like, yo, I'm going to kill everybody. He's not the Punisher. Right, So right, I, right. Feel, I feel like they would have treated it with more gravity mm-hmm. if we were to have understood that she died. Like, okay. I think he, he knocked her out. Yeah. Now, what do you take um, with Zinsi and Tatu's relationship? Like, is it like a brother-sister? Is it a lover? Is it a I love you from afar? Like, what do you have any... You know, I, I kind of read it as there's maybe a sense of admiration, but it, it's hard to tell because I feel like they both have ends they want to achieve and they're both useful to one another. Yeah. So, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's yeah. like, I don't I don't know. I, I don't 100% know. I, I think there's definitely uh, undertones to yeah. it. Okay. But, and see, that's how I felt. But I didn't want to relegate a, a woman character to just yeah. having a love interest. But I was like, I feel like there's something there. And I don't feel like she is in love with him. I feel like, like you said, there's... Maybe the other way around. To yeah. ends, but I was like, oh, is it wrong of me to think how would they fare being together? Um, yeah, I, I think it's a part of it, you know. And, you know, just even you mentioning that, right, like... In in comics, there's a formula. You know, there's a formula. Even if you go back and read like the old, original original, you know, runs of like you know Thor, Mm -hmm. Jane Foster was there. They were instantly in love. And then like you know, every every character kind of had their love interest. And I think that in this book, it's you know this is more ambiguous right here, which which is like real life. Like you know, like real life is like that. And you know, not every every time you pair up a man and woman, they automatically you know, are become romantically entangled. So I think I don't know. I I I think that ambiguity is is refreshing. Like I, I don't think it's automatically bad for because uh, you know a lot of people criticize when like you know women characters end up having love interests, which is kind of crazy because it's like every guy guy character has a love interest in comics. Right. But um, so I. I it, 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 but I get it. I get where they're coming from with the history of you know women being relegated to only being love interests. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But if you if you if you got a woman that's that's like you know kicking some ass, Listen. I think it's fine for her to have a love interest. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I think so she's too. a fleshed out character. <laughs> yes, yes, especially her. I don't know. I just feel like I feel like I want more. And <laughs> I don't know if I just you gave me an inch and I'm taking a mile. But yeah. seeing these characters pop up in this book and. Mm-hmm being so powerful and impactful and having abilities that 
we have seen in a sense, but are seem to be handled with more care. I would love to read a book, not a mini series, not a limited series, but a book, a book. about Zensi and Tatu or or those individually or together, whatever. Because this is freaking phenomenal. Like this is. It's, no, I agree. I I, I want to see that too. You know what I would like to see? I would like to see um, this run continue for a long time mm -hmm. and, like, really build on that character in the run and then, like, find a natural jumping off. Because yeah. one thing one thing that, that Marvel and DC do that that's kind of nuts, Marvel more so, because they've been dropping a lot of books, but they'll, like, be like, oh, this character is popular. Like, you know, like there's a million Spider-Man books. And, like, yes. and I, I like Spider-Man, but, like, you know, they... They when something is popular, they're like, all right, let's let's find a way to spin this off into a bunch of books. Mm -hmm. And those books don't always last because you know Marvel has their their kind of like sales points that the book needs to hit yeah. in order to to survive. So I, I I I'd like to see them build on these characters in a regular book, but I just want to see them get enough time to like really yeah. catch on. You know what I mean? Like yeah. before they because I, I don't I don't want to get like a really a really cool series from them that's like four issues. And and then they cancel it, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, that, come on, man. Like Nighthawk, that hurt, man. <laughs> like yes, that? very big because it felt like there was more story to be told. Like, oh, absolutely. That yeah. wasn't a. I, it's an ending that I could appreciate, but it wasn't the ending that we deserved. Because that exactly. <sighs> okay. Yeah. No. <laughs> so, <laughs> right. Right. Um, yeah, homeboy Ezekiel. Uh, ta -ta -ta. Stain. Stain. Right. Yes. Now I know nothing about this guy. Is he anywhere in Marvel Comics that you know of? Because, again, I didn't want to... Yeah, he's he's got history. I, I personally haven't read a lot of books with him in, it, in them. But, like, uh, like yeah, no, I definitely understand him to be an existing Marvel character. Okay. And I feel like he was played really well. I like that um, I'm operating under the, under the assumption that he is white and not yeah, like Asian yeah. or something. But I like that he was brought in and we didn't have... <laughs> the go-to, say, maybe Kingpin or Magneto or Doom right. as the villains. And although his villainy is kind of short-lived, he's very much, I feel like, very impactful. Mm -hmm. um, him and Taito even having, exchanging words makes, hmm, let me see, it makes Taito more complicated to me because, like you said before, yeah. although it's noble, he is killing Wakandans for his cause. And now you're right. getting in bed with... <sighs> Yeah, with Stain, who's not whose motivations definitely are not, you know, the same. At like, all. At yeah. all. Yeah, and it's, I, I don't, I don't know. I don't even know. What, like, and that's another thing that confused me because we see the scene before with Queen Mother and T'Challa with the people, and mm -hmm. then I guess he's showing live feed of this to yeah. Tatu, but then. Maybe you can clear this, but I don't understand when the attack happens. What's well, you you know what's interesting is like I I don't think during this issue we're supposed to totally understand like how the attack went down because because okay. if you think about it, when you first see the explosion, it's uh, it's a, a a full pulled out shot. You're seeing it from a distance. So yeah. It's not like you see um you know the the suicide bombers kind of right, maneuvering right, right. through. Okay, like okay. you're. And and which I think was really clever from a storytelling perspective because it makes what happens all the more shocking. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? It's it's not like you see suspicious action. Um, although yes, like you mentioned, like you you see that they're watching it. You know, but um, you don't get to see exactly how it's 
it's lining up until the destruction has already happened. Yes, yes. Uh, speaking of the destruction, watching, I always enjoy, I'll never get enough of T'Challa's vibranium or his suit, his um, yeah. mask. Like, it's almost like a spider sense. Like, it, it just, <laughs> just watching yeah. it appear or, or seeing the transition yeah. and not just seeing it one time. Like, I feel like every time we see him as T'Challa, once Black Panther, it's not just one panel as T'Challa and the next as Black Panther. It's very, mm-hmm. like I said, it's very cinematic in a way that I fill in the blanks because I'm getting to see this in-between moment of um, right. of the suit reacting. And that, uh, that's an amazing, I like that. I like <laughs> It is. And I'm, I'm very happy that they, they kept that for the film. That yeah. they, You know what I mean? Like, I think that's a really, really cool touch. Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. Um, with this final, I don't know, scene, this final, oh, God, this, what he says. It's um, me. It, it's been so oh yeah yeah like, yo that's uh, that brother that's this, so relatable because it's kind of like yeah that's what you would say if someone hurt your mom like you know you yes yes he, he said no more mercy like yes. you know and this use of black like this first again this first yeah. panel where it's just all black like this is blacked out like black is being treated in a way that it is very like it's important like the color black is very important in this book just Man, bro, I just yeah. keep getting overwhelmed because this is an amazing fucking story. Yeah. Um, I, I mean, I guess any uh, favorite characters from this first, I don't know, like issue this. I don't know thoughts of the the issue four as a whole. Yeah, <laughs> issue four as a whole, a lot happens, and you know, I think issue four is a good example of. I don't know what's cool about Coates' run because, you know, there's a lot of dialogue. There's a lot of dialogue. There's a lot of ideas. And, you know, one of the interesting things that you see in issue four, it's like, whereas, like, with a lot of storytelling, like, the twist will be something that's a a very physical, tangible action. You know what I mean? In this, like, the twists are kind of ideological in Mm -hmm. a lot of senses. It's more like like the like even the the thing going back to what I said about you know Ramonda talking about um, him you know his his perspective on being a king having been more about the burden and not the honor yeah it's like that in itself is like one of the twists the story has obviously like the twist that we talked about at the end like that is a more you know traditional action oriented twist mm-hmm. but like um I don't know I think I think he a lot of people read you know, this as being kind of slow, but like, to me, I think he had a good balance of, you know, despite the fact that there's dialogue, it's always moving forward. And matter of fact, like even dialogue wise, it's, there's no, um, dialogue that's thrown in there just because yes. it's, it's usually moving the story forward. Yes. So, um, yeah, man. I mean, I think that's my overall take on it is that, is I like it. And when we got to that moment at the end, I was like, Oh man, like that, like that just capped it. That, um, that fucked me up because regardless to your relationship with your mom, be it bad, good, or whatever, you understand the impact right. behind a mother figure. Like it's, I think it's very different. It from the Captain America Civil War scene mm-hmm. with T'Chaka, yeah. that was very impactful because I could see it. It happened, but this being drawn on a panel and mm-hmm. his mother, like that, oh, that cut me deep, man. That, <laughs> yeah, that yeah. was.